0: gentlemen welcome to Wednesday Night Wallop season five episode one it's a season premiere it's Ryland Turner Kyle Joseph is joining me Kyle how are you sir I'm good in
1: in deference to my neighbor who's hopefully not hearing this right now I may have to come at you with uh, the intensity of a public radio host but I assure you I did enjoy this show quite a bit and yeah this is this is an interesting one for sure
0: See, it's funny, because you enjoyed this show, but we just talked for the last 15 minutes, and you have some things about this show that you didn't enjoy, oh, and it's... this is an ups and downs one, let me tell you. Okay, all right. Well, this was a lot of ups for me, so this is going to be interesting. But, Kyle, firstly, it's season five, so congratulations on making it five seasons with me.
1: Yeah, we we. I mean, we've accomplished a lot so far, and we're hoping season five is going to be the strongest one yet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Season four, is a, its it was a strong one to try and go up against, but so we've definitely got our work cut out for us. But uh, season five begins tonight. Kyle, we start this show the same way every single week. It is time for the Wednesday Night Roundup. It's
1: the Wednesday Night Roundup. So, unfortunately, some sad news that we need to get to first. Rylan, legendary um, commentary personality Don West has passed away. Don West was involved in the wrestling business in some capacity for quite some time. Was the was a commentator? Um, I'm trying to remember this for TNA. Yeah.
0: Yes. So he, him, and Mike Tenay were the. Uh, the inaugural, inaugural team that they had in TNA Wrestling all the way back to when they were NWA-affiliated. And Don West was this guy who, outside of his role in TNA, did not have a lot of experience in the wrestling business. But what he added to that product at that time was so vastly different than anything you got on WWE uh, and basically anywhere else, a, a guy who had so much energy that uh, like don't get me wrong, some people weren't into it, but as somebody who grew up in that era and appreciated TNA for the years that they, well, it wasn't a perfect pro program, it had a lot of things that um, was that were different and, and, and there was something like the X division in particular. Um, especially in those early days. And Don West added so much to that X Division with his excitement and his enthusiasm for the product. And uh, again, him and Mike Tanay were, uh, as much as people can look you know, back on that era and pick at them, they were perfect for the product they were serving. And Don West is a guy who just... Uh, the enthusiasm like again the enthusiasm is i think the biggest and best word to use to describe him uh one of the goals i have for this year is to ha- do a wednesday night rewind of uh a, a tna show just so you can experience the difference and the contrast between what you're getting in wwe now and what you have gotten in the time that you've been back into wrestling and what you were getting back then and uh, I, I, it's going to be a fascinating look. Certainly a guy who was one of the voices of wrestling through my childhood. So it, a very, very sad loss. Very, very sad loss. It's just,
1: uh, it's not an area that I particularly know, but <clears throat> incredibly sad. He's only 59 years old. Just terrible, terrible news. And yeah, the outpouring of support that happened in all companies. It was very, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Clear that he was a big and
0: important figure in this business and will be sorely missed when when Michael Cole made mention of him on Smackdown that that touched me in a way that uh, i I hadn't you know felt in a long time just to see that while this guy never really was affiliated at all with WWE. Uh, For Michael Cole to go out of his way to pass on condolences, I thought was a really big move on his part and the WWE's as well.
1: Uh, Excalibur mentioning him tonight as well. Yes. In the broadcast. You know, it's, I mean, it's the thing about the announcers, the ones who do this, they're, I mean, it's bound to be at least a group that knows each other very
0: well. Absolutely.
1: We will carry on. As we must soldier on for the rest of this news. And unfortunately, it's more, uh, it's a disappointing news, I should say. Uh, AJ Styles appears to be injured right now. Uh, broken ankle, Ryland.
0: Yes, this happened on a house show at Madison Square Garden. And uh, he's since tweeted out and saying that it's not going to require surgery. He's going to be able to rehab this. But um, is, this will be the longest layoff he's ever had in his entire career, which truly is incredible. Uh, and I think it goes a long way to say uh, or to, to show what kind of a worker AJ Styles is to be able to, for a broken ankle, to be the, the longest layoff this guy's had in his entire career, which is spanning over twenty years at this point.
1: It is very unfortunate that he will be missing the Royal Rumble. He's so, always uh, an interesting fixture, and just it's one more person that could have potentially won it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And always it's Hopefully, always
0: disappointing. Hopefully we can get him back for WrestleMania because I, I, w- I would love to see him be able to perform again. I, I One of the, the big things for me at WrestleMania since he debuted is his match. And while not all of them have been great, um, I he, he certainly puts his best effort in. I feel like
1: he's still missing that one signature Mania moment, and I hope
0: that he gets it. What's sad to me is his is best one, I think, so far was against Shane McMahon. You might be right about that. That's really sad. Uh, anyway. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, like, I
0: enjoyed the Boneyard match, though, at least. Yes. But, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I will give the Boneyard match. <laughs> I forgot about that one. It
1: was, it was an odd, odd year. But anyway, moving on, William Regal has officially signed with the WWE, according to online sources. I can't remember who, who announced this first, but uh, it appears that Regal is, is with the WWE.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, we all knew this, this was coming. This is why he left AEW. Um again it, it, the opportunity for him to be able to work with his son I think is going to be amazing for his not only himself but his son's career um uh, and and over time I guess we'll see what this role really is uh because there's been a lot of speculation as to what I mean he's some he's some sort of a vice president to something uh we're not exactly sure what uh the role hasn't been officially um revealed yet but this is a guy who is when he was released from wwe uh a year ago or just a just a little bit under a year ago i guess at this point or over a year ago rather um this is a guy who was crucial to bringing in 90 percent of the roster that currently exists on the main roster Uh, a guy who is invaluable to any company he works for and wwe is very lucky to have him back.
1: Oh, 100%. He, both backstage and in the foreground, he's an incredibly important figure. Obviously, a guy that Triple H clearly wanted back in a big way. And he's going to get his, his guy back, which is good. Um, you know, it's worth saying that, yeah, it's 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 good to see that he's going to get that opportunity. And um, hopefully he gets that role And I would say this. I don't know what his contract actually looks like and what the details of his AEW release were, but I would be remiss if I didn't hold out hope that he will be able to announce those words in advance of this year's Survivor Series. (laughs) Certainly. Um, From one non-surprise WWE signing to a shocking one, Dragon Lee is going to the WWE...
0: Yeah, the brother of Roosh, uh, big-time star on the indie scene and uh, AAA, uh, a guy who's competed in Ring of Honor, New Japan, everywhere, uh, and is still fairly young. Um, he <laughs> has signed an NXT deal, meaning that he's not making considerable money, but at the same time, like... Um, uh, this is a guy who, again, I feel like this this is a really good get for WWE, especially at this time when guys like this aren't being picked up by this company and they're kind of trying to build um, people within the, uh, you know, the confines of the WWE. And this guy's got quite the name for himself on the indie scene. Like I said, he's only 27 years old.
1: When Andrade signed with the company, there were people who were saying that WWE had signed the best person working outside of WWE. And I don't know that it's definitive that Dragon Lee is that guy, but I think that he is like he's in a comparable place. Yes. Like that's the level of star we're talking about when we're talking about Dragon Lee, and he's 27. Um he is Brothers with, um, Drillistico as well. Yes, yes. And Drillistico, of course. Uh oh, no, sorry. Is that is that right? Yes, he is brothers with Jalistico.
0: The, these guys were fa- famously all together on one of the Ring of Honor shows last year as a as a unit.
1: Yeah, the three of them are. I mean, they're they're Mexican wrestling legends. Drillistico has like been a megastar in AAA. And Dragon Lee is his tag team partner. Um, they just beat FTR for those AAA belts. He says he's going to start working in January. <sighs> Here's the one thing I will say: WWE, you're gonna—I know you're going to change his name. I know you're going to do a bunch of nonsense with him. You might have him roll out there in a in a lawnmower. I don't. I don't know. You have a history. Uh, is all I'm saying. If you make this man take his mask off, I will not forgive you. He's one of the best luchadors working today. Let him be a luchador. Let him do cool stuff for you. like him versus ricochet. take my money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah this this is probably the biggest triple H signing since yes, he's been back.
0: Yeah, I I mean, a hundred percent. And not only that, like, while he's brought a lot of guys back, um, this is, I think, like I said, the biggest get that they've gotten in a long time in regards to a top star around the world who can and probably will do good, great, good and great business for them. So I think this is a really, really good, good move on Triple H's part. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Um, and I'm excited to see him show up on NXT. I almost said 2.0, but we're we're back to just uh, just NXT again. And that's
1: the big thing is that there's a lot of great wrestlers in NXT, and I feel like Dragon Lee is a person that you can insert in title pictures right away.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Move on. This is something I had actually missed, so I'm glad you're catching this. Apparently, Great Muda had some things to say after his match with Shinsuke Nakamura, Rylan.
0: So... The overall uh, opinion I'm getting, because this isn't being covered, like, almost at all, which is, I I got this from the post-wrestling guys. uh, And uh, so I'll credit them for for being, for, for, you know, keeping up with this. But um, obviously the Great Muda and Shinsuke Nakamura had their match, and apparently it was 18 minutes of a pretty good match, especially for where Great Muda's at. Uh, The match ended with... Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura um, planting a kiss on uh, Great Muda and sucking the mist out of his mouth and using it against him and hitting him with a Kinshasa to end the match. Um,
1: Um, It's Japan. It's the Bomb IA.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Although I'm not 100% sure they called it the Bomb IA. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Regardless, um, uh, post-pay-per-view, after these guys went out there and had this match... Uh, apparently Great Muta had a lot of derogatory things to say in regards to the way that match ended. Um, uh, The the overall reaction I'm seeing on Twitter, which is a terrible place to look for reactions for anything uh, positive. uh, I know that going in, but is that this guy's 60 something years old and we need to let it go? No, we don't. This has no place in professional wrestling. This Is This is something that they themselves removed from all of their social media, all of their... uh, Everywhere this this pay-per-view is being streamed, minus, you know, the illegal ones. It's been removed. If you think it is that, if you you think enough of it that it's uh, to be removed, then quite frankly, it's a big enough deal where we need to just stop with this, like, oh, he's an old guy. So he's going to have probably different opinions on. No, it's it's a bullshit opinion. And quite frankly, using derogatory slurs against any uh, minority is disgusting. And and this one in particular to start the year, especially after this guy um, is I mean, he wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom. There's been rumor he's going to show up in the Rumble like this is just I think a really bad look for him and a really bad look for Noah.
1: Yeah, it was very unfortunate. So that is all the news that we have today. There was a couple of big pieces of news that did come from the New Japan show, but we're going to wait for our review for that to
0: talk about it. Yes, yes. Uh, th- this weekend, that is being recorded. Kyle, are you joining us for that?
1: Oh, I definitely cannot, unfortunately. Incredibly busy this weekend, but, but yeah, um, I'm going to try to check,
0: check out at least some of the matches in this show. Well, certainly look forward to a review uh, Sunday or Monday of this coming week uh, and, and next week. Uh, Kyle, before we get into the rundown, it's time for the very first edition in 2023 of Dinner Before Dynamite. Hmm. Kyle, what'd you eat? So.
1: I wasn't necessarily planning to eat anything, but then I decided, oh, might as well get something. So I do have, I've had this before. Uh, yeah, my pizza here.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: It's, uh, let's see here green peppers, mushrooms, roasted garlic, bacon, pepperoni, sausage uh, from ZA Pizza Bistro, say. I think it's just a Winnipeg thing, but chain where they make pizzas custom.
0: Fair enough. We definitely need to Fair check enough. it out
1: when we, when you're back here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm always down to try uh, Mysterious Pizza. Um, I had what would what, what be the closest representation to a zinger wrap from KFC, but I made it at work with some fries. So that's how I started 2023 on Wednesday Night Wall.
1: All right. So it is time for the Wednesday Night Rundown. Ricky Starks defeated Chris Jericho in the opening match. Very good match. We had a promo segment with Hangman Page and then later John Moxley. The Acclaimed defeated Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett to retain their titles. Britt Baker and Jimmy Hayter had a promo segment backstage. Jungle Boy had a, I think, pre-taped promo where he was there with Hook. Brian Danielson defeated Tony Neese in a short match, and then called out MJF, who responded in kind. We had a video package for the All-Atlantic Championship. Swerve Strickland defeated AR Fox in a match. We had an interview with Saria, where she announced that Tony Storm would be her tag team partner for next week. And uh, Hikaru Shida was also there, and not so happy about that. We had the Gun Club pay tribute to FTR's legacy,
0: um, Ooh, that segment sucked
1: <laughs> and then we had a match where Jade Cargill and technically Red Velvet defeated Sky Blue and Kira Hogan Velvet uh, turned on on Jade Cargill during this particular bout then in the main event we had Darby Allin defeat Samoa Joe to win the AEW TNT title yet again um so that was the rundown for this week this podcast is brought to you by spear king literally our producer rj has decided to branch out and brand himself and we couldn't be more excited to hear that if you've been with wednesday at wall up from the beginning you will hear that the production has since improved tenfold and that's all thanks to spear king RJ has worked tediously to hone his production skills, from the opening song to the tidbits of music sprinkled throughout, and the editing of the podcast in its entirety. Spear King puts a royal effort into your product. I know for a fact that we wouldn't have the professional sound that we do without his efforts. So please go support our producer in all of his future endeavors, and don't be afraid to reach out about something you're interested in RJ getting his hands on. That's Spear King Co. on Facebook at. Spear.king.co on Instagram and at spearking music on TikTok. Spear King. Music, Media, and production. And we will get into some matches. And right, we'll get our into our top, five. top fives, yes, I should say. Um top five. Let's do some honorable mentions.
0: Uh do you want to do your honorable mentions first? Sure. I thought that Moxley and Paige had a good promo against one another. I was marred by some microphone difficulties. Um, but all in all, I thought that they got their point across. And I'm excited for their potential match next week. Is that all you have. Uh Sorry, uh, Britt Baker calling herself the boss. I like that. I, I like the little hint. Um, I know you weren't as big of a fan of it. But... Um,
1: I'm not, it's, it's not, it's not, I'm not disappointed. I'll, I'll, we'll get to it.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and I, I I, have one honorable mention that's a negative. I thought that Jade Cargill's match was a mess. I'm not super excited for her and Red Velvet again. Um, and I know you said off air, like, who else do you give her? I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you for that. But I, I just feel like backpedaling into a, a feud we've done already. Um, especially one that was no or that was so non-consequential for Jade Cargill mm. I mean she's she got 40 she's got her 47th win on this show I no one remembers the red velvet thing and I just I mean don't get me wrong I like red velvet she was <laughs> last year she was my most improved uh, but she had a, she obviously was she was injured for half the year this year um, so she that that I mean uh made it so she couldn't have as good of a 2022 that she did in a tw- as a 2021. But, like, again, I'm just... I'm not high on this. I think she needs... A, I th- think Jade Cargill needs something new, something fresh, something different.
1: I think Jade Cargill needs to have a legitimate feud against an actual person who we can see beating her. Um... <clears throat> I think... It would have been a direction for Tony Storm, but I agree she might be busy for the next little bit. I don't know who else, but... Honestly, if you're gonna bring back Thunder Rosa, I wouldn't mind feeding her Jay Cargo. It's not a bad move. Or we'll see how how Chris Statlander's doing. I don't know if you necessarily want her first feed back to be a loss, but like, at least it'd be at least at least let it be somebody who we legitimately believe could be Jake Cargo. It's fair. That's fair. Um. Anyway, neither here nor there. My honorable mentions, uh, Paige and Mox, like you mentioned, was uh, an honorable mention. The Soraya backstage thing, just Hikaru Shida being Hikaru Shida, just so clearly irritated and ready to kick someone's face in. And like, let me tell you something, as much as I think this roster is overloaded with heels in the women's division, angry Hikaru Shida, Yes, please. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I want to see her take out that Kendo stick and mean it. Um actually Riho would be a good opponent for Jade Cargill. It's also a good choice, yeah. Uh she needs to they need to like actually bring her there full time. Anyway, um beyond that, uh yeah, Page and Mox I had as uh, honorable mention, Gun Club promo down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was a, it was not good. And the post-match beatdown of uh, of uh, Ricky Starks, not a fan. It they brought out Action Andretti and he got some chair shots in, then he got hit in the balls, and was brushed aside and not to be seen <laughs> from again. <laughs> and that's what we had on Action Andretti. It's just like the thing about that the thing about it is that match doesn't need a feud. It was a good moment for Action Andretti and he can go somewhere else. Jericho doesn't need to get his heat back against him. That was the benefit of the shock win.
0: And on top of that, he he did blow a fireball into this guy's face, so he got his heat back. Literally yeah. and figuratively.
1: Yes. So like if this it's gonna lead to a tag match, and it's gonna lead to this long it doesn't need to be long. Starks could be doing other stuff, but that's just me. Anyway. Uh, We'll get into the show proper. Um, I don't think we... We didn't spend any time talking about this, so we're going to be doing this a little bit blind, but let me know if I need to talk about things later. Uh, My number five was Daniel Bryan and Tony Neese, and then
0: the promo with MJF I included in that as well. That is something I'm going to talk about later. Okay. Uh, What was your number five? My number five was uh, Swerve Strickland versus AR Fox. Oh, we're talking about Uh, that much later. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, I'll let
1: you know when we're doing that. All right, my number four, uh, Jericho and Ricky Starks.
0: That was uh, something that we're going to talk about later as well. All right, your number four. Uh, the Acclaimed and Jeff Jarrett versus Jay Lethal. Okay, we're actually going to
1: talk about this now. This is my number three. I'm going to let you talk first, because we had different opinions on this.
0: Yes, we did. Uh, so here's my thing. Uh the crowd was super hot for this. Uh, I think the rap off the top was one of Max Caster's best. Um, the guy always stays timely. I love it. He always stays timely. Um, but in particular, I mean, I, well, yes, I, I I don't disagree with you that it wasn't the you know the best match that the acclaimed has ever had. The crowd was super hot for this. Uh, I think all of the. Shenanigans off screen did definitely play into this a little bit. Um, not to say that I think it's a necessarily a positive that these things are happening. I just, I, I just think it adds something. It, it, there's, a, there was an interest that may not have been there before, and now that we're heading towards no holds barred uh, on a show that neither of us are going to watch, um, so you've got that. You've got that. You didn't. You never have to see this match again.
1: His and wife. On- used to date
0: or used to be married to someone else or er, her, 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 her. Huh. <sighs> like hold he, but, like hold on like and the other thing too is that um i i i don't know i i i wasn't as turned off by this whole experience i i feel like number one having lethal and Jarrett win the titles uh, took all of the air out of the crowd really quick and they immediately reversed it, which was the right decision. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. Um, but I feel like it It was, a, it was the match for me was kind of like a roller coaster. I thought it was not, I thought it was pretty good. And I, I do think that the crowd played a lot into that. Um, but Kyle, I know that you have a demon to exercise on this one. So I will let you, uh, you know, Exercise. So
1: there's an <clears throat> old saying in amongst wrestling fans I don't know if it's a saying so much as it's a thought Hogan Rock at Wrestlemania 18? Yes uh, Hogan Rock at Wrestlemania 18 is a 5 star match <clears throat> but if you watch it without the crowd it's a 2 star match I admittedly, I will say this. I had this match on silent. <clears throat> I was on a phone conversation while I was doing this, and I didn't want to have to go back and re-watch this, so I watched this match silently, and so I did not hear the crowd for any of this. But the match wasn't very good. Just looking at the match, whatever, as it happened, blow by blow, it wasn't great. Jay Lethal's involvement was surprisingly quiet, which... Again, Jay feels an excellent competitor. Very talented wrestler. I don't know. Something about it didn't necessarily click. It did feel like <clears throat> Jarrett was very much like playing up this whole, oh, I'm gonna beat this kid down thing. And then they sent away Billy Gunn right away, and then they got rid of the other guys, but they were still involved. Like, They tossed Sanjay Dutt, but he was the person who pushed Bowens' foot off the ropes. And then, even if it was reversed, the sight of seeing Jeff Jarrett hold up that tag title, given how much that tag title means, is another reminder why we shouldn't be doing this feud at all. Give them... There's so many good tag teams in this company. Let them wrestle one of them. This is the, like... When was the last television match, or I should say on Dynamite,
0: for Silver and Reynolds? A private party. I do believe Mark Quinn is injured. Just but no, forever. you're not wrong though. You're not wrong though. You're, Silver point. Reynolds is a perfectly good combination to have against these guys. I I don't disagree with you on that. I, I certainly don't. I I do think that this match again, I, the, the big thing for me was the crowd. The crowd sure. was hot for this, right? So it, like you like you said off the top, like Hogan and Rock is a, not a good match, but if you, you you listen to that match on full volume, you'd never guess it you'd never guess it
1: but like i do think it's we're allowed to judge
0: matches on that on their own merit as opposed to what the crowd oh absolutely does and doesn't and, do and um, it, i i am kind of appreciative that you didn't watch this match with volume because there is that's a different perspective that mm-hmm. i think you you, you certainly it, like there there's a lot of you know truth to what you're saying here certainly there are other and better tag teams to go with on the for this um and they have gotten to a point now where this has become some sort of weird twitter thing with karen jarrett and uh just all this involvement that is so unnecessary for this Mm. feud and i certainly don't disagree with you on that I just was. uh, uh, This is a thing where, yeah, I felt almost the same way I felt about the Sting Darby Allen matches. I was surprised it was better than I expected.
1: That's fair. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, this wasn't like a the worst match of all time or anything like that. It just was, especially after we've seen Keith Lee and Strickland against the acclaimed and how good the matches are. Even even when the story between the the two teams wasn't always amazing, the matches were always bangers fair enough and it felt like this is the worst version of the story that we've had to deal with and they caught the crowd their pop and like yeah it's easy to take shots at karen Jarrett because we don't like her but like there's an element of this that is lowest common denominator and it's unfortunate and like the other side of it is that again this is jay lethal who could be doing such better things and this feels like Sting never felt like a weight that was weighing Darby Allen down. You know what I mean? He always mm-hmm. enhanced the matches and made and like helped Darby really build himself into that like star attraction character. Jay Lethal, Jared is wearing him down. As far as I'm concerned, and he might enjoy working with him. I'm sure he does. And I'm sure there's a lot of respect because Leaf seems like a guy who would, you know, have a lot. He is obviously a longtime wrestling fan and has a lot of respect for the legends of the business.
0: Well, not only that, but he was a TNA guy, right? So like this is a guy Jarrett's a guy who he has a close relationship uh, with that. I will say there is one thing about this match, and I'm sure you'll even agree with me on this. Uh, Billy Gunn doing the Jeff Jarrett strut to do to finish with the scissor was gold.
1: Again, I thought that Billy Gunn was entertaining in this match as well, but I don't know. Something about this just really felt like, and especially because like Jarrett wasn't particularly like really trying to sell, it. he was trying to hit Max Caster the whole time. And was, ah, just like...
0: Uh, well, we are getting a rematch of this on Friday night on Battle of the Belts.
1: The good, two good things about it is, one, as you said, we're not going to see it, and two, hopefully this ends the feud. Yeah, Certainly. Uh, we will move on. Uh, what was your number three?
0: Danielson and Nice.
1: Mm, uh, we should talk about this. This is my number five. Okay, fair enough. Uh, go
0: ahead. Uh, I thought the match that was brief but a very exciting Tony Nese really proved himself to be quite the hand in working with Danielson. Danielson's super over because, of course, they're in Seattle. So this is his home state. People obviously love him. This was another moment where the crowd was bananas, bananas on this show. And um, it I, I just again, like, I thought that what these two guys did in a short period of time was really exciting. It led into a post-match where Danielson came out and cut a promo. or Sorry, Danielson was already out. Started cutting a promo on MJF, challenged him to come out. MJF came out, and I enjoyed the promo between the two of them. Um, I thought that Danielson was more on his game than I think um, MJF may have expected him to be. Um, certainly against such a, a, a guy with a, the gift of gab like MJF. Um, but uh, to that point, too, um, like, I, I mean, we're obviously leading to uh, Danielson and MJF, uh, apparently at Revolution uh, in a one hour Iron Man match. Um, Kyle, I, I, I'm excited for this. I, I want to hear your take, though.
1: <clears throat> Let's say my first thing. I'm super excited for the Iron Man match. But let me tell you something. Tony Khan, you have been warned. What that means is that that match is the length of three matches. (laughs) So whatever number of matches you think you should do for this pay-per-view, reduced by two. That's my first thing. I I can't do these four and a half hour extravaganzas. Also, the crowd can't either.
0: Yeah, no. By by the usually by the main event, it, it's worn off. You're right. And like
1: <clears throat> the thing about an hour long Iron Man match is it needs the crowd to be there for it. Anyway, that's my number one thing. Number two, uh, Tony Nice is one of the best enhancement talents that you could possibly ask for. He's and it's. I don't want to say that as a pejorative. I'm not selling Tony Nice short. He is an incredible talent, and he is a person who, if they decided they wanted to push him as a bigger singles competitor, I would not be opposed to that. Right. But, boy, is he a real easy guy to put in the ring to guarantee that you're going to get a great match for whoever he's going against.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's amazing to me, too, is like Danielson is a guy who you could wrestle a broomstick and be great. So I knew this was going to be entertaining, but I think that there was something. Number one, Tony Nese going for the, 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 the knee to the head right off the hop, took all the air out of the crowd. And it was so smart. You know what I mean? Like this is this is a guy's home state, so of course he's gonna be over as all hell. And they found a way to slow that crowd down and and then give them again, it, this wasn't long. This was like four or five minutes tops. Yep. But this and, is a, an excellent match, as you said.
1: Yeah. My the reason I'm saying this is a bit of a negative is <clears throat> man, they they really took a damn to JF in this one. And So we've booked the match. We've already said what the stipulation is. We now guaranteed Danielson's going to win every one of his matches because he needs to wrestle every week until February 8th. Right? Yep. Yep. February 8th. And that's cool. I like watching Brian Danielson wrestle. I think he'll be able to get some great matches out of it. They already have booked one. But this feels very samey for... MJF stuff, which is a shame. And then MJF's not going to wrestle before that match emerge. You don't think so? No, I don't. <clears throat> Maybe one match. But like, the other thing about it is it's like, what are they doing for the last month of that?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, I, I feel like we're getting a, a, a spot where Danielson gets busted open ridiculously and MJF stands over him.
1: Yeah, like, that's the thing. I I am not saying this is going to be a bad feud. I don't think it will be, and I think the match will be fire regardless. I don't think that Brian did, Brian Danielson's going to expose MJF like he says he's going to. Obviously
0: not. Uh, that's definitely some story shit right there, because yeah. we all know MJF's capable.
1: Yes. Now, this is going to be a... a he, like... The stuff that Brian Danielson said, like, I trust the MJF can do this, but take it into account. Like, you definitely need to go through your paces before you go into this match for sure. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson's not a young man anymore either. So, like, you know, we're asking a lot of a very, very talented wrestler. But the big thing is, like, I am hesitant going forward. About the story, because we've already determined that the matches... We've taken something out of the matches because Brian Danielson's going to win them all. So now we need that story to be really good. And I think there could be something there, but you gotta hook me. Same thing with the CM Punk thing. If the whole thing was just going to be CM Punk wrestles against people who he shouldn't necessarily be wrestling against, beats them, and then they just sort of job back and forth in the standard you're not good. You're not good way. It's not an interesting feud. That feud was interesting because it, like they took it down a road that made it interesting. We need to do the same thing here. Because, again, the crowd's not behind MJF anymore. And they're behind Brian Danielson, so that's good. But, hmm. I don't know how I feel about this at this point. As of today, I kind of hope Brian Danielson wins that match. I know he's not going to, but that's kind of where I'm at with this. Uh, and so they got what two whole months to change my mind. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um. All right, let's move on to our. Uh, we're on to number two. Yeah, we are. Um, My number two was your number five. AR
0: Fox versus Swerve Strickland. Early candidate for High Flyer Match of the Year. Um, I saw this match originally in Lucha Underground, so I have a story for this one. Mm. Uh, These two had what was called a a War of Hell match uh, in Lucha Underground. underground And it was insanely violent. These guys put each other through glass tables. Uh, It was... I remember watching it with a friend of mine. uh, Actually, um, Mick Hawley, who's going to be joining me on the the Wrestle Kingdom 17 uh, after show. His brother and myself watched this match and he's not a guy who's squeamish uh, about much. Uh, But by the end of that match, he looked at me and said, I think that was too violent for me. Now, obviously, these guys did not have this match on Dynamite. But man two guys who obviously know each other very well, and these guys got given a decent amount of time to showcase what they were really capable of, and I thought this was tremendous.
1: The flips that they were doing, some of the acrobatic stuff they were able to pull off, like when um, when AR Fox left the ring on a, on a salt to the ground and Swerve followed him out, they didn't even hit each other. It was fantastic. Some of these cutters, they were pulling off cutters off of yeah. all kinds of different places.
0: I was going to say AR Fox is, is the master of the cutter. He makes Diamond Dallas Page look um, minuscule compared to. Him.
1: Yes. And that finishing spot with uh, the move that AR Fox took on the apron. Mm-hmm. what was it? what was the move
0: again that he took? The on Death the Valley Driver. Yes, yeah, so it was Death Valley Driver on the apron. Good lord. Um, and then followed say, by that stomp that looked ridiculous. I will say this: I didn't think
1: that even knowing who we were going to get in the main event, I didn't think we were going to get like more painful-looking spots than this. I was wrong because yes. Darby Allen is a reckless child who needs to look after his body because he's going to be in his thirties at
0: some point. Yes. Air Fox is in his 30s. <laughs> yes. This is a guy who's been around the block before, Kyle. He, he's, he's been there, you know. And again, the, I, I, I'm i super happy that he's been signed. Um, I thought this was a great showcase for him, especially after just the er, the announcement coming a few weeks ago about his signing. And to put him in there with a guy as fantastic as Shane Strickland, um, you're you're guaranteed a great match. And on top of that, uh, these guys delivered on a big way, I thought.
1: Yeah. Again, low-key early candidate for ac- acrobatic match of the year. But I have a feeling AR Fox is going to have a few and in- of these in him this
0: year. And not-, not only that, you have not watched uh, Osprey and Omega. Well,
1: that might be match of the year in a few different ways. That's true. Um,
0: we'll move on. You're number two. My number two was Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks. Uh, I had this at number four. Um, This was a tremendous opening match, number one. Mm. Number two, these guys, like, I love the fact that Ricky Starks is such a hybrid. He he can do crazy, you know, acrobatic stuff. His rope walk is phenomenal. Mm. Just the strut down the ropes, hitting the move afterwards. I thought it it, was tremendous. Chris Jericho is living his best life right now. He is performing at a level that he hasn't performed at in years. He's in fantastic shape. Like he's absolutely everything he should be in, in this role. And yes, well, I, I don't, I do see your point about the post match. Uh, like it does. It, it, if I can get another match out of Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks, which obviously we're going to get, uh, I'm happy to have it. Starks? Also the spear, the spear was mm. brutal. Was Great way good, to finish it too.
1: Good, good spear. Um, Starks, not necessarily the way he wrestles, but he reminds me a lot of Jericho.
0: Yeah, I can see that. There's I a lot of
1: like the posing and the air like of young Jericho, like WCW Jericho. Yes. A lot of posing, a lot of strutting, a lot of like I'm gonna show, I'm not just gonna beat you, I'm gonna show you that I'm better than you by dancing the whole time. I'm out here stunting. And man, Ricky Ricky Starks can stunt. Let me tell you, um, the match was great, and it again Ricky Starks like he's got a huge future, and I hope that they are gonna get gonna push him in a big way this year.
0: One hundred percent. I I thought this was again this 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 was a great way to open Dynamite, and honestly, like I, I as soon as this match was over, I was like, wow, the, the rest of the show has got its work cut out for it, and it delivered for me anyway. But mm. like, it, it was certainly a, um, a a great match. So,
1: uh, we have the same number one. I'm assuming. I'll most yeah. So I'll ahead. talk about it first. Uh, it's yeah. Joe Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Darby Allen picking up that victory. This was awesome. Yes, it was Um... gross. <laughs> so of this, like as soon as Darby got out that ladder,
0: <laughs> oh buddy, and like he landed hard. Yeah, like the 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 the. Senton onto Samoa Joe was on the on the ramp of yes. four, of all places.
1: Well, that was the thing, is it's like I feel like if it was a splash, then Joe would have done a lot more to protect him. Right. But there was no way to do that. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not putting that on Joe. I'm saying like he did the senton off the top of a tall ladder on this on the ramp. Like Joe
0: was only one man. This guy's been watching his Jeff Hardy uh, 1998 99 tapes, and he is not watching how the Hardys walk around in the backstage. Real talk,
1: um, but yeah, like the match was obviously incredible. The spots that Darby took were nasty, and the match had a good story to tell too. Samoa Joe kept putting him in that chokehold, and and Darby kept fighting out of because Darby just won't give up. Uh, it was a great match. Um, I don't have more to say about it really than that. It's, I'm interested to see where Darby Allen goes next. Cause it's going to be, he's holding that title now. I, I hope that
0: he gets a, a solid run with it, but yeah, a lot of different people who could, who could take that from him. Certainly. I was i like, not to say that I'm surprised in a sense that like it's AEW and, and the hometown guy often wins in his hometown. But there was something about this show that I just did not expect Darby Allen to come out the, the winner. And I was pleasantly surprised because they had a tremendous match. Joe and Darby should have more matches. Mm. I would love to see these guys go again. But all the spots leading up into the final, the, the coffin drop, followed by another coffin drop were perfectly executed. I, I think these guys have tremendous chemistry sting coming out and celebrating with Darby after the win was fantastic. And again, this crowd ate this shit up. Like I know Darby Allen's a hometown guy. So like, of course they do. But at the same time, like I, I thought that this is another one of those moments where the crowd were perfect for the, the moment. And Certainly elevated this match beyond even how t- great it was. Yeah. With all that being said, Kyle, um, what are you going to give this show? It's a good question. Um, this is a hard one for me because, like,
1: negatives... Outside of the negatives, this is a five show for me. So, how much do they knock it down? Not that much because the highs were really high. And, like, to be just like... <clears throat> My MJF Brian thing wasn't a low so much as that's like, where are they going with this? And that doesn't make this show worse. Uh, I do think that the Jarrett stuff is just, eh, that'll knock you down a point. I'll say four.
0: I'm going to give it a 4.5 just based on the fact the only thing that really turned me off on this show was the Jade Cargill match. Um... I thought that otherwise this was a pretty tremendous show and a great way to start the new season. Uh, did, what did you think of the set?
1: Set looks pretty nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, I thought I thought like it looks <clears throat> it looks really good. They've got new color scheme. They've got a lot of good stuff going on. The graphics are nice. Like it looks slick, which is good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Rylan, do you want to talk to the people about uh, where they can find us on social media?
0: Absolutely. If you want to find us on social media, it's at WNWallop on Twitter. On Instagram, it's WNWallop. On Facebook, it's Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for myself and Kyle Joseph's name. If you want to find me personally on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Kyle, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm sure I couldn't spell it even if I tried.
1: Uh, they could find me on Twitter at KJ, which is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. And... Uh, I do want to say I am looking to, <laughs> hopefully soon. I got to get some stuff sorted out first, but I am looking for contestants for a potential uh, big set of a uh, few episodes of the Qu- Wrestle Quisdom. So if you want to be a contestant, um, you want to guarantee yourself a contestant. If you listen to this show all the way to the end and hear about this, uh,
0: s- slide in my DMs. I'll, I'll put you on the show. Absolutely, absolutely, um, Kyle. Before we get out of here, you were on uh, a different podcast, and you should you should maybe plug that because that uh, was a, a really good time.
1: Well, I appreciate I appreciate that. I will I will plug that if my listeners want to check it out and want to hear um, myself and some others uh, cancel some people who badly deserve it. Uh, the show is called Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. It, um, yeah, it's a really, really good podcast about science and, um, skepticism and the universe and all kinds of different things. And the episode that I was on is called "L.U.E.E." Gets Cancelled. Um, and... Spoiler, I had a lot of bad things to say about Hulk Hogan. So if you're not a fan of the Hulkster like I'm not, then you should give that a listen.
0: It was uh it was my um my Christmas Eve listening. Or no sorry, not Christmas Eve. Uh one of my New Year, my New Year's Eve listening. Uh and it was tremendous. Uh, Kyle was fantastic. The show was great uh, in general. So oh, uh, definitely also
1: like Shout out to the producer uh, who put in just so many wrestling drops into that show.
0: <laughs> it was fantastic. Fantastic.
1: Um, Rylan, this is the end of our first episode of season five. Do you want to take the people home happy?
0: Let's do it. Uh, you have been walloped. Good night. <laughs>
1: You have been listening to a Wallop Media Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at Facebook.com slash SpearKingCO. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by ACAST. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.